Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Hello and welcome to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2, where we've got another jam-packed show for you. And with John Norman on his holidays in Cornwall, I'm delighted to say we've got a cracking replacement. Top man, all-round England legend, bowler that is, Steve Armisen. And we'll start this week's show by discussing who we think will be named in England squad for the first test against Pakistan at Lords, which is announced tomorrow. Does Rory Burns or Nick Gubbins deserve a chance at the top of the order? Should Ben Folks take the gloves off Johnny Besto? And would you bring Moen Ali back into the side? Well, we'll hear from ECB Chief Executive Tom Harrison, who has been speaking with TalkSport on the new 100-ball competition and the Rooney Rule. We'll also bring you the latest from the IPL and County Championship, and we'll hear from a talented young off-spinner who has impressed many people on a strong start with Surrey this season, Amar Verdi. You're listening to Darren Goss Creek Week on TalkSport 2. And as you've heard the voice, I've got with me Steve Armisen. Johnny Norman, after a long holiday in Australia and New Zealand, is now off to sunny Cornwall. And Army is up in Durham. And it's probably cracking flags today, Army. It is, it is cracking flags. It's uh, not a cloud in the sky. It's beautiful. I'll tell you what, Army, what better place to start today? Uh, The county championship, we've got some good cricket over the past couple of weeks. The sun is shining. Ireland are playing their first test against Pakistan. Uh, So where better place to start? Let's uh, discuss this England test squad with selectors for the next 15 minutes. Where do we start? Top of the order? I think you have to start at the top of the order, Darren. I think the question marks are, I think, going off the last team, you've got Cook, Stoneman, Vince, Root, Milan, um, we had Stokes, Bairstow, then we had Broad, Wood, Leach and Anderson. That was the team for the last test match. Mm-hmm. The question marks are at the top of the order, one, two and three. Um, I don't believe you dropped Alistair Cook. I think Alistair Cook leaves the team when um, he decides that enough's enough because I think he's, he's earned the right to go through a bad spell. He's gone through bad spells before. And he's and getting runs, he'll, Army. He's, he's getting, getting runs. He's, he's, come, he's, he's doing well come, this game. Yeah. yeah, he'll come out the other side, not a problem. The biggest one for me... Um, is two and three. And I think that the problem I've got, and you know, I love him to bits, he's a former teammate of mine, and um, heart would love to see him stay on the side, but I'm not sure he can. He's, and that's Mark Stoneman. He's, he, 
I was Goffey. I was very critical of the selectors when they left Michael Carberry out of the last after a return and five nil Ashes a few years ago because he got fifties mm. against a good bowling attack, and he got just jettisoned out of the team. Um, Rocky's had a couple of fifties, well, a few more fifties than that, sorry, and then he just hasn't kicked on. And then you want him to come home. He's playing at the Oval. And you think, right, he's left Durham to go to the Oval to play on a good surface. I think after New Zealand, he had to come back. And in seven and in so far, he's got 115 runs and averaging 16.4. That's telling me he, he's not put his hand up to say, right, I'm knocking the door down. So you, like this, you've and, got to pick me. And, and you're right uh, to mention, but he is playing at the Oval. Because if you look at three other guys who are playing at the Oval, they're all smashing runs. I mean, uh, Rory Burns, Folksy, and, and young Ollie Pope. So they're all getting the runs. So it's not like he's not playing on the pitches. It's not like he's one of the, the players that's playing on pitches where the games are over in two and a half days. They're high-scoring games that Surrey have been involved in. They have, and you, know, you mentioned you know, that the Oval is a big, a big factor because... You know yourself, Darren. When you play in, you play first class cricket, you play on pitches which are not as good as test pitches. Test pitches are predominantly very, very good for mm. batting, especially on days one, two and three. And the oval is probably our best pitch from a from a county championship point of view, where you can judge on how good a batsman is. You mentioned folks, he's got three hundred and nineteen runs so far from seven innings. Same innings burns three hundred and forty nine and Ollie Pope has had one innings less, six innings, and he's got 427 <laughs> runs, averaging 85 as a 20-year-old. So that's telling me Mark Stoneman's playing on a good wicket. He's just not getting the runs he needs. And for that, I think I would look to make a change at number two. And I'd probably go with Nick Gubbins, who he's, only, he's been injured. He's only played, I think he's only played a couple of games, but he's had 99 uh, and 100 so far. So I think I'd, I'd punt with Gubbins because he was one of the only ones. Because let's be fair, England's winter... Lions, test matches, one, uh, not so much the one days, but the actual Red Bull cricket for England uh, across the, uh, the the teams in the winter was diabolical. You know, the yeah. first first team was poor. The Lions went to, got beat off a, you know, a bunch of lads from the West Indians off the beach and they got murdered off them. But Gubbins, I think, is the only one that really came out with, with some sort of credit from, from the winter. So I think I'd punt, punt for him to go in first. OK, so you're going for Gubbins. I can see I can see that. I mean, back-to-back hundreds in the North East South series. He started mm. the season, as you said, he had a little bit of a niggle, but he's come back strong with 100 and I think 99. Um, I was going to go Gubbins, but I, do you know something? I thought... The problem with him um, is, having seen him play and seen videos and watched videos of him play, he really struggles, Army, against spin. Now, if we're mm. looking now to someone for the future and how they're going to perform at the highest level, look where we're going to play this winter. Yeah. We, we need to play against uh, Pakistan. They're going to have spin in the side. We're going to play, I know it's early season, but they're still going to have it. We're going to play against India in the summer. They're going to have spin in their side. So we've got somebody who's going to play it. We're going to Sri Lanka, then we're going to the Caribbean. So I'm looking further than... Who's right now to play for England? So, Gubbins playing against spin. I don't think he plays it well at all. Now, Abib from Lancashire is not going to run. He's not going to run it second team or first team. So, Mm. we can't pick him. I would love to to put his name at the top of the order for the future with Alistair Cook. I'm going to go back to an old face. I know there's a few players don't rate him, Kevin Peterson especially. He says, Jennings can't play. You know him better than me. But I think with Jennings, he started the season well for Lancashire. He's had a couple of hundreds. He's in form, sticking back in, giving him one more chance to take his place. I don't disagree, Darren. I don't disagree. But I think Keaton's another one that I, I think the way I find Keaton's problem is the moving ball. And I think 
against the Pakistans, you know, the left arm, especially in Amir, and, you know, they, they do move the ball laterally, and I just think that Keaton's front foot planted mm-hmm. in and around middle stump and playing around that, he'll get himself, he gets himself into trouble a little bit. He's had a good start of the season, a good move for him, another good wicket to go and play on. Um, and I agree with what you say, totally agree with that. We've got to have a bigger picture and pick especially when we're looking further down the line in about 10, 12 minutes' time and we're talking about the bowlers, we've got to pick a bowling attack that can play in all sorts of uh, surfaces in all sorts of conditions. And I think we've got to look at the bigger picture. I totally agree. I just think Gubbins is the one that, for me, is the one that he started the season very, very well. Jennings has still got a few... When I drop somebody from an England team, I want them to go away and improve what, Oh, to get better what he got left out for in mm. the first place and I think I looked at Sam Robson and you know the ball coming back through the gates and maybe he's you know playing away from himself in Mark Stoneman all all these little technical uh, technical def- uh, deficiencies that people have got and to pick them again you know Gary Balance I can chuck into there you can chuck Vincent's name into there what have they done and how have they improved that to get better because at the end of the day with all the video technology and the stats that goes around if somebody's got a a deficiency of technique you know, the opposition because of international cricket is so high they'll exploit it and has Keaton Jennings improved that front foot so he's not playing around it and getting LBW or the back coming down potentially playing across his front pad if he isn't then the Pakistanis and the Indians will exploit it Gubbins you know, we don't know because we haven't seen him and that's why I probably would go with a new face rather mm. than an old one and let Keaton Jennings keep getting runs in Lancashire um, and if something look I wouldn't have a problem I said at the start of the, start of the winter I would, have took, I would have took three opening batsmen and potentially played all three at one, two and three to get England off to a good start because I don't believe England replaced Andrew Strauss and Jonathan Trott people who absolutely oh, Ian Bell yeah Ian Bell oh, but, okay, okay, but absorb the ball do you know what I mean absorb I'm, the ball totally, to then totally, go down the order which is a bit more expansive totally agree with you so we both agree but Stoneman's got to get some runs now for Surrey he's averaging yeah. 16 he, he doesn't deserve to keep his place and it's harsh but he, he doesn't deserve to keep his place so it's either Gubbins or Jennings from, from me and you we can't, we can't uh, agree on that but uh, so we'd have to go to the third party and, and he's not here, Johnny Norman. But, <laughs> I mean, the most important one, who's going to bat three? Um, I don't know if you're going to make a change. I'm going to stick with Vince purely because I think this game, he looks like he's got into some kind of form. He's got runs in the first and second innings. So I'm going to stick with Vince. Yeah, I, I, I have heads or tails for me. I was... I was looking at Vince he's got a, you know he's got 100 in this game mm. he got 300 runs before this before this game started so like i said before to Bat Stoneman if you don't you know you've you've had a an indifferent winner you've got to go and rack the runs up at the start of the season and say right i'm i'm still the man for the job young Clark at Worcester he's impressed me a lot for two seasons now um and he's got off to a good start um, the only slightly concerning about thing for me is he's be, his last four innings he's been out. I think all, f- I think it definitely last three, but I think last four innings he's been out LBW, and that would concern me in international cricket that there might be an issue there. Well, like I said before about Jennings, so I wouldn't have a problem Vince going in again. Um, he's getting runs at the right time, which is leading into a Test match series, which is which is always good for confidence of a of a, an international batsman. Okay, so I think we both agree who's going to bat four, and that'll be Root. Yeah. Uh, five will probably be Milan. Yeah, he has um, to bat five. Stokes probably six. But the issue we've got, and, and it, whether that order changes, is the one that's been talked about. I know Bay Store wants to keep the gloves. Now, my yeah. personal opinion, 
with Johnny Bairstow, why change what's working? He's batting beautifully, he's keeping well. You look at Sangakara, Dorney and Gilchrist, they never changed and went up the order. They stayed where they were, keeping wicket and batting. Now, Gilchrist won many a game for Australia batting at number seven. Dorney bats where he bats um, and kept wicket. He won plenty of games for India. And Sangakara won plenty of games, without a doubt, one of the world's greatest uh, players. Now, Johnny Bairstow's coming for a bit of... Not a bit of stick, but the, wanting to go up the order. I can see why, because he's scoring runs. And they want to bring Ben Folks in to keep. What's your view on that? Um, my view is Johnny Bairstow keeps wicket. Because Johnny Bairstow has earned the right to keep wicket. And Johnny Bairstow wants to keep wicket. I think... You know, from Johnny Bairstow walking in the England cricket team to where he is now, I don't think there's an international cricketer around the world has improved as much as what that lad has. And I think he deserves to do what he wants to do. I think I would ask him where he wants to bat. I would say, do you want to bat seven or do you want to bat six? Because you, you, know, you could play with Stokes on that front. Um, you could, in the winter, leave one of your batsmen out. If you want to play two spinners, bring Mo and Ali in to bat it and Johnny could bat at seven and Johnny to go at five. He's that good. Um, mm. But I think if I'm building a team, I want my key components to be comfortable in their in what they want to do. And, I, and, and this team, for me, this team's key components: Root, Stokes, Bairstow, um, and and uh, one of the quick seamers. Once Broaden Anderson of obviously in the in the next sort of eighteen months. Well, but for me, Bairstow bats at seven because that's where he wants to play. I know Johnny wants to bat there. He wants to keep wicket. So as much as Folks has gone runs and it's brilliant, I think Folks could get inside as a batsman the way he's performing. Yeah, he's got 320 runs and averaging 55, uh, 53 so far. So he can still knock on the door. But for me, I think Johnny Bairstow is one of the best international cricketers going at this moment in time. And okay. he's key for us. OK, so we've just about sorted the batting out. So... Um... Good mentions there to uh, to actually Joe Clark at Worcester. He's only 20 years old. Ollie mm. Pope at Surrey. He's only 20 years old. But I'll tell you what, we'll have to take a short break. And after this break, um, we'll have a look at the bowling unit. That's one thing we're pretty good at, uh, bowling. So we'll have a look at that after this short break. You're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Well, a very good evening and hope you're well. This is Darren Goss Cricket Week and this week I'm alongside the former England bowler Steve Armisen here on TalkSport 2. Um, and just a reminder, tomorrow night here on TalkSport 2 there's more live IPL commentary as Calcutta Knight Riders take on the Rajasthan Royals from 3pm. And uh, as you heard before the break, we've been discussing England's test uh, possible test squad uh, for the game against Pakistan um, at Lords next week. We've kind of agreed on the top uh, seven. Um, we've got Cook, as always, at the top of the order. We're undecided on Gubbins and Jennings. Harmy's gone for Gubbins, I've gone for uh, Jennings. Vince at three, Root at four, Milan five, Stoke six, and Johnny Bairstow to keep wick Wicket at seven for now. Now, Harmy, something what we should be able to talk about with confidence is the bowling lineup. Where do you see who's going to be the spinner? Because it looks like um, Leach has just uh, got off with a, an injury. Yeah, Leach pulled out. He's 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 come off today with a with a finger with a thumb injury. So that would be a concern for for the selectors. Who does the spin department? I'm disappointed. Mo and Ali hasn't come back from the IPL. Mark Wood came back to try and 
get himself in a position to play in the first test match. I think Mo and Ali should have come back. RCB are out of the competition really in the IPL. So, you know, Wokes hasn't played for a while. So could he have come back? Um, but the spin department, you've got best down at, um, so down, in the West, down in the West Country. You've got Verdi, who is, you know, we're going to hear, and he's done brilliantly for, brilliantly for Surrey. Uh, there's nobody standing out, is there, Darren? To be fair, there's nobody standing out. There never is. Me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Crane hasn't played a game all season. So you're looking at, you know, hoping and selection point of view, fingers crossed that Leach can come through this thumb injury and, and, and take his place in the side because he would be my number one choice. Do you know something? On the um, Moyne Alley, I think it deserves a, a bit more, this one, because yeah. we've seen Mark Wood. I think it's absolutely superb what he's done as an individual to realise... Uh, but he's not getting the game. He played the opening game, didn't he? It didn't go so well for him. He's come back. He's playing for Durham, um, and he wants to. He wants to get back into that. T- I love that hunger from him. But like, with Moeen Ali, I agree, and and a few other guys over there who are not getting wokes, not getting much game time, are just sitting there onto the money when they should be coming back and trying to get him a spot in that Test side, especially Moeen Ali. I think yeah, I think Moeen Ali more than more than anybody else mm. um, because. Let's get not get away from it. We can we can knock him for the decision of not coming back. This guy for me is is an integral part of the English cricket team yes. because he gives you so much with a bat, you know, with the ball. He is a calm, you know, calm customer. Um, doesn't really get flustered too much unless the ball and around his around his head. But apart from that, he looks very much in control. Plays some lovely shots, and he's a very very handy off spinner in England now. That that sort of burning desire to want to get my place back, or has he been told, look, you're not going to be playing in the first Test match, you know, unless Leach gets an injured injury, he is going to play, and you know, Moen's Moen's decided to stay out there, but I'm disappointed that he's he's not back now, or the selectors can, or the ECB can try and get him back as soon as they possibly can, because if if Leach doesn't play. You've got you've got the kid in the West Country and best, but I I think you go back to Moen. I really would go back to I would have to go back to Moen because you know he's he, he's proven for me. Or do we pick four seamers and? Um, well, you've got five of, then. You've got five. Well, then, five. Though. Do we have five seamers? Because Stokes will have bowled a little bit over at the IPL. You've got option. Do we need to? We don't need to with that side, do we? As you said, because Stokes is the all rounder and he can bowl you fifteen to twenty over. Stokes, he's a fit, strong lad. Yeah. So we do need a spinner in there just to we break need a it spinner. up. We've you got we've got Joe Root, but yeah. that's not good enough, is it? We've got Malan as well, but. We need a proper out-and-out spinner. So the choices are, realistically, if we're going to be honest, uh, a young kid who's just come into the Surrey side and got his second eleven cap, his Verdi, which we talked about before the break, or we go for Don Bess, who's another one who impressed in the winter for the Lions and the North East South games. He can bat as well, and he could come into the side and bat eight. Well, it, it, to be fair, if Leach is not playing, it's, it is one of them two, two unknown, tried and tested, because mm. I'm not sure... Yeah, you know, Moen hasn't played. He's he's hardly played out in. He's hardly played that much out in India, and the confidence that he's yeah he got shot in the winter. Can you can you bring him back? I personally would like to see him come back and play uh, if Leach is not fit. But you know, fingers crossed he does because you know the vote. You know, the spin department's always been thin, but you know Verdi's bowled 21, 121 overs and got seventeen wickets for Surrey. So at the oval, when you look at what we've been talking about ten minutes ago, when we're talking about Pope, folks, you know the, these lads getting runs on that wicket, 
Um, it shows you this kid must be bowling well. So who do we, who do we go for? We're going to make a decision, mate. Um, we can, well, we've got we Leach. Go... Leach players. So you think Leach? Yeah, I'm, Leach. I'm, well, I disagree with you again. I'm going to go uh, Don Best. I'm going to go for the young kid, the off-spinner. He can beat the bat on both sides. I think you need a nice slider in test cricket, especially when you go abroad. He needs another one. Let's get him the experience now against Pakistan when he won't have to bowl too much, mm. uh, probably in them first two tests. So... Um, what about the Seamers? I think it speaks for itself. I know Wokes is not playing. He's out there with uh, RCB um, in the IPL. But it's got to be... I mean, it's quite an easy decision, isn't it, with a ball at the moment? You've got to go broad Wokes-Anderson. Uh, I disagree. I go oh. broad and Anderson, definitely. Um, but Wood has to play. Well, mm. we look the completely different side with Wood in the team in New Zealand. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's there from a, from a Pierce point of view. And like we talked about going around the world, we need Pierce in this side. Yeah, you know, Ollie Stone has to be in the squad for me. Yeah, you know, let's let's have a look at him. Not in so much in the team, but if I'm if I'm coaching the England cricket team, I want to have a look in close quarters of Ollie Stone in the nets going up against Joe Root. I want Joe Root to see Ollie Stone because the question marks of him, he can bowl fast, yes, but can he bowl fast in spells, which is important, which is last last spell of the day on a, on day two or day three. Yeah, you know, has he got when that it's stamina? Flat. When it's flat in the stamina. So I want to have a look at this kid um, in a squad. I'm not necessarily wanting to play him, but I think we need a, I think we need a quick bowler in this side. We're desperate for a quick bowler in this side. All the good teams that we've had, Darren, have had somebody who has been either express or somebody completely different. Yeah. You know, your side, you, know, you, you, you were express. I was, you know, I was different. You know, I was different. I could bowl quickly. I was different. Finn, when Finn was at his top, you know, when we went to Australia and won, Tremlett, they were different. They were quick. Wood is completely different. He's quick. He's fast through the air. He's got wickets in this game so far. He's come back from the IPL. He wants to play. And I think the... If he gets overs under his belt in this game against Derbyshire, he gets wickets in the next game. I think he's a must because Broad, Wokes and Anderson, we've seen over the winter, and I, th I think the world of the three of them, I think they're fantastic bowlers. But I think the three of them together, I think the three of them together doesn't give us, it gives us control. But I'm not sure it gives us a potent threat on a flat wicket when it's not doing anything. It will in England but not overseas. I want to see us have a dynamic dynamic side of Ben Stokes, who can bowl all sorts, a quick, quick bowler, and the experience and skill of Broad and Anderson, or two from three, Broad, Wokes and Anderson. And my two quick bowlers that are standing out at me at this moment in time would be Wood, because you know he's played a few games and he's starting to get fitter and fitter. He's getting fitter and fitter. And Stone, who has bowled 48 overs so far this season, for Warwickshire and he's got 15 wickets I'd like to have a look at him in my squad OK then so um, we've come to a conclusion but we, Broden Anderson uh, is still going to lead uh, the attack we need something different um, do you know something Army I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bow down to you and I'm going to go for Wood I'm a massive fan of him you know mm. that you've heard me talk about him plenty of time I think at some point um, in the season um, England should call up bowlers into the squad to have a look at not necessarily play but we need to have a look at them close um, the, the Joe Root to be seeing these players and the coach because I don't want the coach to come back again and say I've never seen him play exactly. so let's have a look at Sam Curran close up which I think he's seen anyway let's have a look at Gleeson close up let's have a look at Ollie Stone let's have a look at the young lad from Warwickshire Henry Brooks yeah. who's got some pace about very him very good very good let's have a look at Jamie Porter from Essex who started the season strong again uh, he's awkward to face he's different you've got Jake Ball who started the season in great form Craig Overton's getting runs not so much uh, getting the wicket. So we have got the talent there. But our side then, me and you, is going to be 
Cook. Jennings or Gubbins, I'm not giving in on that one, so it's up to um, up to the public to decide. Vince at three, Root at four, Milan at five, Stokes at six, Best or seven. You're going to stick with uh, Leach. I'm going to go with Best at eight, and then we've got Broad, Wood and Anderson. Yeah. That's our team. So, OK, that team, we're playing Pakistan. How do you think we'll go on in the series? Well, you, you've got to be favourites. You know, Pakistan are a good side, but... You know, we've got to, we've got to back ourselves to to beat Pakistan in in this country. They've played Ireland. Uh, yeah, the, has it had it really been tested? Not necessarily. I just think this team have got. I, I wouldn't be looking to, to to say too much to this team. Mm. I'd be saying to them, look, you know, you owe you owe each other um, as individuals and collectively a team um, performances because in the last twelve months. Especially the la- the latter part of the, the of the of the of the winter, it hasn't been good enough. And if you really want to keep your England players, you know you've got to perform. And I think these are our best players. I don't see anything other than these are our best players. You know you are our best players. You've got to go and prove it because what's happened in the last six months, especially, has been unacceptable uh, for the England cricket team. And I think we we owe the public and ourselves as a team mm. to uh, to start putting a performance in because. Yeah, India doesn't come much any. It doesn't come much tougher than that. And then in the West Indies and Sri Lanka, you know, we've got a, a tough, a different test in the winter. So if you want to be involved in this, I think you've got to, you know, you've got to put up now. And I think if England put up, and these players that we've picked stand up, I think we'll be too good for Pakistan. And Pakistan at this moment. In- yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Time, um, the game's um, ongoing, so uh, when the show goes out tonight, uh, obviously we won't have the scores exact, but it's um, a proud moment for Ireland. Um, I thought they got off to a decent start, actually, with a ball, Tim Murta. Uh, and boy, ranking actually started quite well for them. Um, but um, unless uh, there's a remarkable recovery, it looks like they're going to probably end up losing their first uh, test match. 
Uh, Balberine, uh, not a great start for him, a test uh, pair on debut, so not great for him, but uh, some notable performances so far. Uh, Kevin O'Brien got 40, so much experience um, um, he's got for Ireland. Tim Murtagh, four for 45. Boy Rankin played one test for England, got two for 75. Um, so not a bad start, but um, it looks like they're going to lose that first test. Yeah, and it, but it's great for Ireland and it's great for Irish cricket, and I'm I'm really pleased because I think it's good for English cricket as well. I believe you know, the, I mean, people moan on about not getting test test teams, not getting tested, going to Leicester or Northampton and Derbyshire playing second eleven teams, and yeah, you know, you know, go over to Ireland, have a good test, make sure it's. Uh, it's not so much a good test, but I have a test in English conditions, but also it's improving the standard of cricket in this sort of area, you know, this mm. region. And I think that's good. And I'm, I'm pleased for Ireland. I'm pleased for people that, you know, I've played with. And again, Ted Joyce has got, a, he's 40, 40 odd in the, in the, uh, in the second innings. I'm really pleased for, pleased yeah. for Ed because he's a great guy. Um, and say the two O'Brien brothers have both playing. So, and Tim Murta, good guy from, from, you know, I was at Surrey and Middlesex. So to see them play test cricket, I think is is fantastic, but just to see Ireland in there, um, I'm really pleased for the people of Cricket Island. Me too. I mean, I mean and, and Pakistan have showed during this um, this game, but their strength is with the ball. Mohammed, it is, yeah. Mohammed Amir is a fantastic performer. He's taking wickets. They've got Abbas who opens the ball in right Halley. Um, so they've got some fantastic bowlers, and that's going to be their strength. That's where England are going to have to make sure their batters are in form because their bowling is strong. They're bowling strong, but they move the ball laterally very, mm. very well. You know, through the uh, uh, reverse swing, will come into it. I'm sure um, as the as the, you know, I think the, the weather's been quite good in in the last couple of weeks. So you know, you'll find you know Headingley and at Lords being you know a dry surface. So reverse swing will come into it, mm. and when it does, there yeah, they're they yeah they the they're very, very good at, uh, are the experts at delivering reverse swing bowling. So, you know, fingers crossed and it's going to be a test for England, but England will be up to the challenge. Uh, coming up after this short break, Army will be taking a look back at week five of the county championship and there's some results already and there's some big fixtures, none bigger than Surrey, the Brown Atters, versus the White Rose of Yorkshire at the Oval with Joe Root and Johnny Bairstow in action. You're listening to Darren Goss Creek Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Well, I've enjoyed the show so far. A very good evening to you. And this is Darren Goss Cricket Week. And this week I'm alongside former England bowler Steve Armisen here on Talk Sport 2. So far, we have talked about England's team for the first possible team for the first test against Pakistan at Laws. We've discussed... Uh, Ireland versus Pakistan and uh, what it means to the, the folk of Ireland. So best of luck for them in the future, even though it's not going quite so well for them at this moment in time in Malahide. But we're going to now, it's time for um, a county championship um, update and we're going to give that uh, job to Steve Armisen. As you said, we, we pre-record this at lunchtime, obviously, on Monday. So some of the results will be coming in as uh, the day goes on. But so far, Army, give us an update on what's happening in county cricket. Well, there's been some good performances so far in county cricket. Lancashire, um, Lancashire beat Notts by an innings in 67 runs. Essex uh, beat Worcester by 32 runs. Kent went to uh, played Sussex 
and beat Sussex by 58 runs. That's a great win for Kent. Warwickshire beat Northampton by six wickets. I'm sorry, Darren, but Surrey have blown away, no. the, blown away the White Rose um, and won by, Surrey have won by an innings and 17 runs. Wow. Um, and we've still got three games in play. Middlesex uh, at this moment in time are trying to force a result um, against Gloucester. Durham are trying to force a result against Derbyshire, but you know, both looking as though they could end up being a draw. Um, and Somerset are doing the same against Hampshire. James Vince is looking very, very well, but... Worrying news for England and Somerset fans that Jack Leach has gone off with a suspected broken thumb. Oh, dear, 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 dear. Like I say, it's an interesting county championship this year. I haven't got a clue who's going to win it. There's uh, knots have been impressive, although they lost, as you said, against Lancashire. Lancashire are recovering uh, well the last couple of matches. Yorkshire got off to a decent start, even though they got one game abandoned without a ball being bowled. Surrey... Uh, look really strong for me. They were my favourites at the start of the year alongside Hampshire. Um, so it's it's an interesting one, isn't it, uh, Division 1? Um, it's an hard one to pick a winner. It is, yeah. The old guard for Lancashire have come good in this game. You know, the win by an innings and Broad... Uh, sorry, it was Broad v Anderson. Anderson <laughs> got four for in the second innings alongside my old teammate who is getting... He seems to be getting a little bit more energetic, but his hair's getting even more grey, and that's Graham Onion, six for... Uh, first <laughs> five for, I think, for his new county. Cook, 66 in a win against Worcester, uh, which young Clark we've talked about. He got 105. Matt Henry, the Kiwi, he's on fire down at down at Kent. He's blown Sussex away. You know, he's well into his thirty wickets. Um in Stone, Ollie Stone got five for forty nine against um against Northampton, his old county for Warwickshire. But I think that the standout performance of the week for me, and we've mentioned him, you mentioned him before, young Sam Curran. He's got ten in the match against the White Rose, against the England captain at the and Oval. Johnny at the Oval and against Johnny Bairstow. So I'm sure that might be a little nudge to the selectors. Um, that Sam Curran, as well as Tom Curran, is somebody they should be watching. Without a doubt. I mean, uh, one player I've talked about in, in the past, right, and he's never had an opportunity to play for England, is James Ildreth. He got another biggie, didn't he? 184 he got against Hampshire. Mm, that fantastic. kid just churns out runs. Yes, he's played on some good pitches down at Taunton, but um, he's probably one of the better players who's never got an England cap. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Glenn Chapel with a ball, James Hildreth with a bat. Yeah. I think you probably. I don't think you get too many arguments with that. I think when Hildreth has got the big barrel load of runs, which he gets now and again, England have been quite strong in that middle order section. I know around the sort of mid two thousands when he was scoring a lot of runs, trying to break in through Vaughan, Peterson, um, Collingwood era. Um, and then you know beyond that when Trot came in and you know and then beyond that again now you've got you've got Root. It's just been it's just been one of them times for James Hildreth. He just hasn't managed to break through to England. But you know there is a, he is a fantastic player and he's been a fantastic servant for Somerset Cricket Club. He has. And when you look at the table now, in, um, let's say ongoing games going on at the moment, it's it's an hard one to pick between them. And look at the top four in uh, top five actually: Nottinghamshire, Surrey, Essex, Yorkshire. And Lancashire. Wow, wow, wow. I think everybody expected Worcester to be, to be down uh, near the bottom. They're kind of the yo-yo club, aren't they? It's very hard for them mm. to compete financially with some of the big boys. But they keep getting relegated. They keep coming straight back up. And it's not been a great start for them. No, the, you know, the big boys are you know, the, the, the big test grounds where the cash is. They're, they're going strong. Essex, again, the win... 
after winning the championship last year, Surrey are going to take some beating. You'd expected Yorkshire to be a little bit better early season when the big guns are around the roots and the bearstows. When they go, have they got the strength and depth? Um, but I think the team that finishes above the Brown Hatters will be the team that wins it. <laughs> I don't think there is going to be one, though. I'd, I'm tipping Surrey. And I'm just going to touch on uh, this lad, Henry uh, Brooks, who's playing for Warwickshire. Warwickshire got another win, by the way. They're a fantastic side. Uh, they're top of Division 2. I think they'll walk that division. Well, they should walk that division. Yeah. Um, and he's a young lad who's coming to England in the 19s. Open action, similar to yourself, Army. He's tall. He's got pace. He's one of, I think, three brothers who are all around the Warwickshire youth system or, or, or academy or staff. Um, I don't know if you've seen him play, but um, it'll come from me, Army. This kick and ball. Yeah, I've seen him. I've not seen him uh, live. I've seen him on the, obviously on the on the videos. Um, and you like what you see. It's just it's one of them ones where a bit like Ollie Stone. Can he get to Kenny Bowley's? Yeah, the important spell, which is the last spell as quick as he can, his first spell. And I think that's something I'm sure the, the people at Warwickshire and Ashley Giles will be nurturing him and, and going and putting him through and making sure he understands the game, playing the, at the relevant times. And yeah, Giles, you know, excellent coach, you know, good, good man, good, strong man. So I'm sure he'll be looking after him really well. But, you know, he's one, definitely one for the future. And like you mentioned before, early in the show, get these kids into England nets. Let Root have a look at them. Let Bayless have a look at them. See that these kids have got something and make sure they don't get overused and don't get their mind cluttered with nonsense. That sometimes happens with, you know, in and around the England cricket team. And let them just go out and bowl, learn the game themselves, work out how they get wickets for themselves because... No coach goes on in the park for you, and you, you've got to learn how you do it from day to day basis in a, in a first class level. And I think this kid is one that we should be keeping an eye on, and not pushing him too hard, but making sure that we do keep an eye on. Well, let's listen to one of the uh, kids we've been talking about uh, today. Uh, let's hear from Amir Verdi, who's an, is an exciting uh, young off spinner who's impressed many people. Strong start with Surrey in the county championship this season. He's picked up a bag full of wickets already, including James Vin, Sashi Mamla. Shanda Paul and Joe Root. So Verdi sat down with Talksport reporter James Savundra. I've been very lucky to to get the opportunity in the in the first place. Um, I think something obviously I didn't have necessarily have on my radar, um, but you know things plan out how they want to. And luckily I've been given the opportunity to bowl a lot of overs and you know play on some pitches which have been helpful. Um, but yeah, it's been a good start. I'm happy with how I've started, uh, and hopefully it continues that way. And just take me back to that moment, that over when you got James Vince and Hashim Amla. That must have been just incredible. Um, yeah, it was a really excited feeling, as you probably tell from my celebrations, where I start running off to deep point, uh, making a bit of a fool of myself. But I think it's just uh, sometimes I get so much excitement that I don't know how to control it. Um, but yeah, that was that was really exciting uh, because obviously I played against Hampshire last year and uh, I, went, I think I went at like three and a half for 35 overs or something against them. And Vince was, uh, you know, he's a very good player of spin. And Amla is probably one of the best spin players in the world. So coming up against people like that is can be intimidating sometimes. But I always have belief in, in what I want to do. And if I'm unsure about things, I'll always ask someone around me, uh, Diva or Stewie or you know, Bats, you know, what can I, you know, if you played against them before, what should I do to try and contain them or get them out? Because four-day cricket is a lot about attrition, you know. You're not always going to pick up wickets every over. So I think it's something about understanding you have to play the long game. Um, but for me, yeah, that was that was really exciting. You know, I, re I really 
and enjoyed playing that game. And sorry at the moment finally seems to have the right balance between you've got these stars coming in this summer. You must be excited about playing with Morkel and Coley, but then yourself, Sam Curran, Ollie Pope getting opportunities as well. It shows the, the club seems to be doing the right thing at the moment. Um, you know, Surrey's really good in terms of, you know, we have a lot of youngsters that have gone to the system. Like we've had Ryan, Ryan Patel, also Gus Atkinson, Will Jacks, um, Oli and Sam. So that's like six of us that have come through the through the setup to to make it to the top and all be involved in the squad. Um, I think last game we had we had Ryan, me, and Oli and Sam playing all in the same game. And obviously last year we had that historic game as well too. But I think. The club's doing great things. I'm really lucky that I've played at Surrey. Well, that's the level-headed and super talented Amir Verdi speaking earlier in this week with TalkSports' James Savundra after a brilliant start to the season with Surrey. And coming up on Darren Goss Cricket Week, we'll discuss the latest news on the IPL, something Steve Armisen is well uh, up to date with as he's been commentating for Sky and TalkSport 2. Um, so you're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Well, welcome back to Darren Goff's Cricket Week. And I'm alongside, as you've heard for the old show, former England bowler Steve Armisen here on Talk Sport 2. Just a reminder, guys, tomorrow night here on Talk Sport 2, there's more live IPL commentary as the Calcutta Knight Riders take on the Rajasthan Royals from 3pm and what a game that should be. It could be a decider to see who gets in that top four and the playoffs. And as I said uh, before the break, who better to talk IPL with with than Steve Armisen. He's been right across it the whole tournament, knows the ins and outs, what a tournament so far, Harmy. It has. It's been a fantastic tournament. And I think, Goffey, the tournament for me, it's, it's probably... I've been asked a few times doing different different shows, is this the best IPL so far? I would say it's right up there. Yes, I would. Uh, and people ask why, and I'll say the young... My opinion is the young Indian cricketers have been fantastic. Uh, we've seen them in the World Cup under-19s. They've been excellent, and they've come in and they've come into these <clears throat> into these franchises and performed. Young bowlers are bowling quickly. Young batsmen are scoring runs, um, and that's probably made the the IPL a lot better. As well as a few of the older overseas players have have hit the straps and showed that class is permanent. But for me, <clears throat> Rajasthan are on the charge, and I think the England boys have are going well um, Stokes has got a few wickets in the last game Archer bowled excellent all tournament at the death but Josh Butler five half centuries in a row I've been shouting at the TV for the last <laughs> for the first four games get him opening the batting get him opening the batting and when he's done it he's he was breathtaking the other night and he was fantastic so yeah, for me Rajasthan are the ones that are going to just slip into that top four and then they'll be the ones to beat Sunrisers and Chennai are there already I think even though I think Chennai are maybe losing a bit of steam. And I think it's three, two from three in KKR, Rajasthan and Kings Eleven. So, yeah, it's all to play for, especially with Rajasthan, KKR tomorrow. I mean, what's your thoughts on uh, Josh Butler? I mean, I saw uh, Shane Warne, the legend that is Shane Warne, who's a mentor for the Rajasthan Royals, came out and said, this guy, ECB, get your act together. This guy mm. has got to play test cricket. He's got a future. What is your thoughts on, on Josh? I mean, I, my thoughts on it is, but he never... He never commits to the county game. He never plays enough county cricket to actually get a call up for it. Yeah, I think that's that's right. And I know I was in obviously I was with the TV last week, and obviously Shane Warne works a lot for the you know, for for Sky. And 
all the commentators, all the people behind the scenes who he keeps in touch with, is he, he was raving about him. They, they keep on saying Warney is absolutely raving. He's mm. so impressed by Butler, not just the way he performs, but the way he goes about his day-to-day routine and the way he, you know, he works on his game and stuff like that. And if it's like Shane Warne saying that, then you know, I'm I'm happy because you know he's been around some of the world's best ever cricketers, uh, and having Warney as a mentor will will help Josh Butler. But I agree, totally agree. If he plays a lot for if he plays a lot for Lancashire, he will force his way into the team. Whether he wants to get into the team is another thing. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he wants to play Test match cricket for England. But at this moment in time, with the IPL on and the way the white ball structure of world cricket is set up, I just don't think it's high on his radar to go and play at. Leicester, Derby, Durham on a on a cold April day, rather than being in the glitzy <laughs> sixty thousand at maybe yeah you know, the the in out in out in Rajasthan and Pune playing Earn, in front of big crowds. Yeah, earning a million dollars for six. Yeah, weeks. that's <laughs> that's, a, that's the biggest. You bringing you bringing cash into it. Yeah, I've exactly. never ever thought that, Darren. Well, yeah, listen, just <laughs> say the truth, mate. Say the truth. Talking exactly. of, let's, let's stick with Rajasthan Royals because obviously they got a, a huge um, well a, an English contingent. Ben Stokes, last year, um, MVP, uh, playing for rising Pune Super Giants, yeah. right? This year, Radisson Rolls went for a big fee again. It's took him a while to get going, hasn't it? He's not been quite at his best uh, this tournament. No, he hasn't. And I think there's, there's circumstances to that. A lot of it, his own doing, mind. Mm. And that is, you know, we've, well, the well-documented court case. He's missed a hell of a lot of cricket. Goes over to New Zealand. Um, bats but doesn't really bowl until the back end so he's still playing catch up I think with um, with his body also with his game I actually don't mind this because my my sort of heart isn't with Rajasthan Royals on the IPL my heart's with England and I think he'll come back to England after being in the IPL and I, I think this will be ben, ben Stokes' big summer because I think Me he's too. getting himself starting to get himself into a position to really drive home if he gets him, gets his team into the IPL semi-finals and finals because he has to he has to come good because he's too good not to come good and I think that being ready for May 24th when Pakistan turn up at Lord's I think this just could be just Ben Stokes getting into groove just at the right time. I think that'll be his last game, won't it, to work? So I think he has to come back and yeah, play one Yeah, he has to come back, yeah. Yeah, so he has to come back, so he could be a huge loss uh, for the uh, Rajasthan Royals. Who's been your dig- biggest disappointment as far as team-wise uh, this year? I mean, would it be RCB or would it be actually be Delhi Daredevils? I thought with Ricky Ponting coming in um, to Delhi Daredevils, I thought he might have just spiced it up a bit, but they've been disappointing again, haven't they? Yeah, Delhi's been awful. Delhi, Delhi ripped it up, didn't they? They ripped the whole thing up and started again. They got, they went with Gautam Gambia, who was probably one of the better captains in IPL history. Um, from KKR, got them. I, he got KKR into a very, very strong unit, um, and he had a shocker. You know, he's offered to pay his money back, dropped himself after four games. So, and then you've got you've got Ricky Ponton leading the show. Um, which hasn't worked out for them. They've got some, got some big characters in that dressing room. Maxwell's in that dressing room, and you think, right, they've got to come good, but they haven't. You know, Sherish Raya has been one of the better players. Uh, Rasha Pant, who is leading run scorer, they've got mm. the leading run scorer of the tournament in the bottom of the league, which tells you probably tells you everything. Um, and to be fair, Pant got 128 against the Sunrisers on a losing side the other day, so. It just shows you that they seem to be all over the show. So disappointment sides have to be Delhi. You'd argue this the, the team that RCB have got: De Villiers, Coley, 
you know, you'd think they'd be a lot stronger. They rely though on those two. That's the problem they've got though in the yeah. RCB. They eggs in one pla- basket. Yeah, yeah, all the other eggs in one basket. They got rid of Gale um, at the start of the uh, the IPL. Looked like that was a huge mistake when he came in and started scoring them runs. Although he's he's not he's not getting as many runs of of, of late, and they're slipping, aren't they? The, the Kings Eleven, pick, yeah. Kings Eleven struggled to pick up some points of late. Uh, so that's interesting. What about Mumbai Indians? I mean, I, they were last year's winners. Jay Wadana um, came into coaching, started with a win, similar to Jack Callis with the uh, Calcutta Knight Riders uh, the year before. But he's another one that they've found it hard to get going, haven't they? They have. Rohit Sharma hasn't got the runs, the volume of runs that he's had. Or he hasn't been as influential in the, in the tournament like he has been in the last few years. And yeah, Mumbai did start quite well. They lost Joss Butler from last year, which was a massive loss for them. Uh, the two Pandyas are, are decent cricketers. Lewis has flown off at the top, but they just they just they just seem to be one player missing, one explosive player missing. That's with bat or ball to really go and you know, fight a charge. You know, they, they got Dummy in when Butler left. And I think that probably tells you tells you everything because Dummy's nowhere near as as explosive as as um as Joss Butler and Pollard hasn't really performed either. So they've been disappointing but not as disappointing as uh, as Delhi or R C B. Uh, that's enough of the IPL news. Let's just touch on some of the other stiff stuff that are happening uh, around world cricket. In Australia especially, we saw the players get banned for Sandpaper Gate. No test cricket for a while for a few of them. But they're gradually coming back, um, playing some club cricket. And the latest one to get cleared is Cameron Bancroft. Looks like he's been cleared to play club cricket again. What's your, what's your thoughts on that, Army? Um, yeah, well, it, it's one of them. I thought I thought the yeah ban was was a, was a hell of a long time, um, but I don't mind. I, I, personally, Darren, I, I'm not bothered about whether they play mm. or not. Again, yeah, it's what they are. It's what they've been caught doing. It's what they'll be remembered for. And I keep going back to it. I'd chuck them back out there and let them play. The crowds will decide what sort of punishment they'll get. Yeah, you know, stick them back out in England. Yeah, you know, stick them back out wherever you want. Yeah, you know, no matter what they do as players for the rest of their careers, they'll be remembered as cheating. You look at what mm. Ben Johnson did all them years ago in that hundred metre final, and what happened to Ben Johnson and how he was trapped. I don't want to don't want to go overboard and say, yeah, this, yeah, you we've got to you get they get nailed and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, you've got they've got to try, they've got to earn the right to make a living again. But can they come back into Test cricket and get an easy ride? No. So to be honest, I'm not bothered what what happens to them. Uh, well, Justin Langer, the new coach, though, I, I don't know if you've had your thoughts on it. Me and Johnny discussed it last week. Uh, good bloke, good coach. Very good. Mm. Very good. Good appointment. I think he'll, he'll get a hold of Australian cricket, gives him a bit of steel, gives him a bit of direction. And, you know, after what's happened, um, it's a shame for Darren Lehman. You know, we all know him. You know, you know, you know more than yeah. more than me. I'm, I'm disappointed for Darren. Good to see him back in the game. I don't think there was many people could have, from an Australian point of view, took that job and been a been a the ne- the next man in after the way things have gone, other than a Jason Gillespie or a or a Justin Langer. Uh, it had to be a big Australian household name who commands respect, understands the Australian cu- culture, understands the green the baggy green cap, and I think nobody really does that like what the way Langer did as a player. So if he's anything like that as a coach. I think Australia are in very, very good hands. Fantastic. That's a great place to finish. Army, thanks for your company this week, mate. Cheers, it's, been, it's been an action-packed show. been an absolute pleasure. Same time next week, and you've been listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week, and we're on TalkSport 2. 
I'll hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz in the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.